character. Does that, has anyone said you sound like somebody? I've been told that it's like it carries and it's deep. I never like anybody in particular. I don't think I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 When it comes to you, we'll just interrupt whatever we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Be like, we got it. Are we, Are you good, bro? Dude, I'm always good. You're always ready. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, we'll kick it off here then. <coughs> Soul of Jarrett podcast episode 25, something oh, like that. 25. And uh, we have special guest Shedveen. That's the correct way to say it, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it pretty well. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're at your house. Very happy to be here. Thank you for having us. The sanctuary. The sanctuary. Yeah. You like living here? I, I you know, everything in life is, uh, you know, non-attachment. But at the same time, we're also in physical bodies. And so to experience bliss and peace and relaxation um, is ideal for my lifestyle right now. So, yes, I'm, I'm definitely thriving and happy here. Well said. And a lot of gratitude. Yeah, that's yep. awesome, dude. Yep. Something I, I've been wanting to ask you about since I saw your Instagram story yesterday, which I think is super interesting, is the liquid death. Thing. <laughs> I really, I that was like it was super interesting, and I think that that's maybe something that a lot of people don't wouldn't think about, right? Is the language. So how do you kind of view that situation, like casting spells, essentially, right? Yeah, you know, I I, I don't I, I got a lot of response from that, yeah, and a lot of people want to dive deep into like the whole esoteric aspect of it, and I we can gladly go there. Um, it's just you know. And I'm not, I wasn't trying to attack the brand per se, but it was full on. We're talking about someone's going to go and buy spring water and the marketing behind it is like a rotting corpse, liquid death, murder your thirst, all these things. And for me, that was just, it was just so abrasive and so opposite of what water is, yeah. you know, and water holds coating, yeah. you know, and for me, that was just like, was just like, what is going on here? And what kind of message is that sending to a child who's, you know, four or five years young and sees that? And I just think that, you know, we're kind of lost our way in yeah. many things. And I just had to call that to front and center. hundred yeah. percent. I think that's why I resonate so much with your message. Yeah. And, th and that kind of thing is because that's kind of like my greatest passion that I can't escape from is like finding the truth yeah. of, of, real health yeah. of, of real like interacting with the world how we were intended to yeah so it's cool to see you kind of doing that but then also coming at it from another aspect like it's one thing like you could just like wander the streets and and like be homeless and be at one with the earth but i kind of like the approach that you take where it's like no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna like play the game but i'm gonna like decode the matrix i'm gonna yeah. decode the game does, yeah. that, does that seem like what you're doing do you feel like that yeah you know it's when i started this whole thing you know I, I i was mentored by a lot of mystics at, a, at an early age and there is a beautiful balance to be had in life and i was just listening to dr wayne dyer's translation of the Tao Te ching mm. you know the way mm -hmm. where there is no name to be named and that is definitely a conceptualization of bringing um and approaching life with without the you know, the aptitude or the results of pain and struggle and all these things. At the same time, you know, we're here to accomplish and we're here to bring, you know, beauty to this world and bring beauty to this life. So I think there's a balance. You know, I, I respect the, you know, the brothers and sisters that are out in the jungles 
completely off grid, completely in their own world, you know, in places where if the tree falls, did it really happen? Because nobody's there to hear it. Um, and at the same time, I've carved out kind of a, a, a reality where I'm going all in. Um, I'm doing this with pure intention. Uh, this movement that was created under the foundation of Symbiotica was was basically just to supply people with an opportunity to get healthy um, outside of the you know the mechanistic world that we're in. So for me, it's like okay, I can I can be part of the solution. I can feel the abundance. And at the same time, I can realize it's all an illusion. Mm. And uh, it's not the desire to be seen or the desire to be heard. It's the desire to be felt mm. and felt with authenticity and with truth. And with that comes, you know, certain abundances. You know, it's interesting, like in this life, in the, in the 21st century Gregorian calendar that we're in, which is a false calendar, in my opinion, um, you need abundance to drink clean water true like that's the reality that we're in right now and i think that's a microcosm of the entire experience and so um finding balance in all things you know do we you know if it's your pleasure to to drive fancy cars and you're a car guy and that's your spiritual um, outlet so be it mm -hmm. who the hell am i to judge somebody mm. if it's your pleasure to do xyz that's that's your mission. That's it, it, this whole thing of projecting your own trauma onto other souls and, and having opinions on the way they're living their life gets us nowhere. Mm. Just go inwards instead of this projection outwards. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. You know what I kind of want to get into is, is like your, your journey, your background, right? Yeah. Cause like we see the, we see the finished product here. I don't know how old you are. What, late I'm 41. 41. Okay. Yeah. So we see this. But my biological age is 24. Did In, you see that? No, I didn't. No yeah, way. I just did a. I just did the true diagnostic test, which is was partnered with Duke University. They tested 900,000 biomarkers associated with aging. I took that test five months ago, right before a stem cell therapy procedure. I did. I wanted to test the efficacy of that stem cell procedure. Mm -hmm. So I did this, you know, super in depth test, and I got the results six weeks ago and it said i'm 24 and a half biologically wow they test inflammatory telomeres mm. methylation i mean across the board it's incredible wow. but go on go on and, th and that well that's just a testament to taking care of yourself right mind body and soul yeah yeah percent yeah because well, like so you know my audience is is like younger you know teens 20s yeah and so like i think it'd be interesting if you kind of told us a little bit like you said you were gurued by mystics and, and this kind of thing so like how did, where did this journey start for you have you always like been this my father okay started with my father yeah he was uh, uh a man of not too many words but just the right amount of words you know and very soft-spoken and just filled with honor respect reverence and wisdom and he held a very safe container for myself growing up um where my mom was more fire and more like rambunctious and just driving, driving. My dad was just like water mm. and just like safe. And so I, I gained a lot from both of those worlds, but mainly with my dad, um, he gave me the ability to really see and feel. And then instead of having to force your will, mm. just kind of sit back and reflect and honor life. Mm. And, um, 
And then at that point, um, I was mentored by my cousin, David Wolf, um, at age nine. He was at that time converting into raw foodism and starting the raw food movement. Uh, he was writing books and going around doing lectures. And so I was able to be a fly on the wall and get his mentorship at an early age. And then he opened me up to all the craziness in the world. Um, you know, so by the time I was 12, I was learning about the banking systems and the fraudulent. Really? Yeah, I was exposed at an early age, all the stuff that you're seeing in social media today on conspiracy theories and all that stuff. That was me at like age 10, 11, wow. learning about all the crazy stuff. Where did you grow up? I grew up in La Jolla down in San Diego. Oh, okay. So a similar beach town as Laguna Beach. Gotcha. Just a little bit south. And I was surfing my whole life. I was a beach bum athlete. Um, but I was also exposed to so much of a broadened sense of life. Mm. And then with health, <coughs> I realized that all the systems in place were built to create, you know, a struggle. When did you realize that? At 10, 11. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Think about what you were thinking about at 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was the kid that was going into, you know, other, um, you know, friends' kitchens and telling their parents, look, you keep feeding them this homogenized hormone-filled milk. God. You're not going to be able to properly communicate with them. There's, no, there's a reason why you guys are always fighting. I was that kid. I can so picture it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I can so Some parents it. loved me and some parents they couldn't even like be around me because of their escapism, right? Mm. This is just such a mirror. Like who the hell is this kid yeah. telling us how to treat and operate and, you know, parent their child? Well, you so know? were your parents like really like health conscious then? Yeah, they, they were naturally, you know, my parents immigrated from Iran, um, and but they they were cultured and they grew up in healthy lifestyles and healthy households you know it's a lot different over there than the american way mm. especially around that time because you know i was born in the early 80s and the 80s was like one of the worst pillaging times of our world i agree That's, i wasn't alive but like yeah. from everything i've like it's like the 80s is like oh material awful. world right you know wall street wars disco disco madonna all that kind of stuff and and you know corporations running around like chickens with their heads cut off just terrorizing everything mm. just to gain a profit you know so it was a um it was a ex you know i was exposed to so many beautiful things and um a lot different than most children mm. around that time and it led to where i am today and and who i am um and how I've been able to go through a lot of life's challenges to get to this point of reflection. And um, I'm just, I feel immense gratitude mm -hmm. for the opportunity and the incarnation, if yeah, you will. For sure. And then Rudolf Steiner. Mm -hmm. um, I was introduced to Steiner at an early age and I was doing some Waldorf schooling with Montessori and I would go to summer camps and um, mystery schools and stuff like that. And I got introduced to his anthroposophy and really started taking in that wisdom at like on a deep, deep level. At what age? Um, probably around 13, 14. Wow. I was very much drawn to that way of thinking, which was more about the experience and direct observation as opposed to, you know, some like really detailed philosophy that you have to 
transcribe and translate and art you know archetype it on your your daily life it was more of like really just being human yeah embodying the experience embodying the experience and that's a waldorf form of teaching where you don't force a child a direct curriculum mm. you give them the opportunity to create their own magic mm. you just hold the incubator mm -hmm. and that's in my opinion the way that you teach children uh, for nu for numerous reasons. Um, so Steiner's impact on me helped shape my perception of the world and my relationships. Um, you know, I'm still human, but it's helped mitigate a lot of the everyday struggles that some people cycle through constantly. Mm, like what? Well, you know, you know, people have patterns in their friendships and their relationships with significant others and the way they approach their self-love and the way they approach their extended love outwards i mean i can go on and on there's so many different dynamics to it um but ultimately there's a constant and that constant is you know it starts with love mm. and with love you can conquer anything and get through anything and um you know he was he was teaching through his clairvoyance that we have to see the beauty in everything you know, and that if, if we don't allow ourselves to see the beauty, we rob ourselves an opportunity yeah. to really gain. Mm -hmm. And so many people want to just thrust their idea as the absolute. You can see it all over social media. There's so many um, polarizing accounts that are so aggressive. Liver King. Liver King, the carnivore guy. Uh, you can go on and on. There's so many. It's it's. It, and every vertical, it could be veganism, it could be all the isms, whatever it is. And, you know, I see, I see the point in some of it, but it's also, it robs their message mm. because human nature can't take that. Mm. You know, we can't take the, the lightning strike of it and it muddles the energy. And I've learned that, I've learned that as well. Cause you know, there's, there's moments in my life where I was frustrated and angry and so passionate that I just, was coming at it with such ferocity. What were you angry about? It's just anger, angry at the, the fear that's been, you know, indoctrinated into the minds and hearts of humanity. Yeah. And just the, the escapism behavior, it just, like, bothered me. Yeah. You know, I see so many people just, like, doing the same stuff over and over and over. And instead of getting to the root, they're just masking it. Mm. You know, symptomology, symptomology. How do we treat the symptom? And that's from health and life and love and all the things, you know, and poverty conscious, mm. poverty conscious. And that goes back to the first thing you were talking about. How do you find balance and what are we supposed to be doing with our success? Well, poverty conscious is a, is definitely a, like a virus, you know, and that's this not feeling good enough to have abundance mm. and trying to tear down anyone that's doing well. That's a deep thing right totally i mean like even for myself i've i've always been ex inspired by success as opposed to hating on it like just yeah. reflecting as like a kid i was never like bitter i was like oh my gosh like i can do that too yeah um but it's just so crazy how like as i've you know as an adult my adult life you know things start happening and stuff and you're like it's like weird almost and you f and it's easy to feel like supposed to be here yeah like, do i re is this really real is this happening like am i do i deserve this what did i do to deserve this yeah stuff like that and then you're looking around it 
you know, people you love or your peers. And, you know, obviously that energy is a whole nother thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a program for sure. It's trauma that was built in somewhere, whether it's in the DNA or it was through childhood. And, um, it's so, it's such a limiting, you know, energy. Yeah. hundred percent. And with poverty conscious, you get so much, you know, anger and resentment build up, mm. you know, and I, it hurts me when I see that, you know, I've, I've been around friends that they don't even know it, but they have it in them, you know, and it's hard for them to see others succeed. Mm. It, it, it takes a, the part of their soul out. Well, it's because like you're basically holding a mirror yeah. to the other person, right? And 100%. And you're seeing the work you're not putting in. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Deep reflection. Yeah. Yeah. With no smudging. Mm. Yeah. And then with poverty conscious, that leads into the whole scarcity mentality, mm -hmm. right? And it's kind of like a one-two step. And once you're, if you're operating in scarcity mentality, then, you know, you're, you're contracted all the time. Mm. And with contraction, there's no pliable, bendable mm -hmm. energy. And that comes out in your health. You know, you, you can't, you're not breathing properly. You're not moving properly. You're becoming stagnated. And we all know stagnation is the root of all disease. Mm. And it's interesting because Steiner talks about all disease begins in the mind. And that is so powerful. Yeah. And he, and it's, he's right. You know, it is in the mind. All, m most diseases, 97% are from environmental factors, mm. epigenetics. Mm -hmm. Epi meaning above the genetic, um, you know, factor. And so that could be anything. I mean, that could be the water you're drinking, the actions you're taking every day, the foods you're eating, the people you're around, the stress you're around. Well, the mind is what dictates all that. Mm. So if you get to the root and you heal the mind and the mind is governed by the gut, then you can get to the, the source code. And start reverse engineering a lot of the problems that people are feeling today. And, you know, I feel like there's a renaissance happening, especially with psychedelics and mm. plant medicines and all these things. It, it tried to make its face uh, or come out in the late 60s and 70s. But they put a big kibosh on that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's coming back, mm -hmm. you know. And We were just talking about yeah. that. We were in the car and I looked at these guys. I was like, we're carrying the torch. <laughs> of like where they left off you know the 80s came in and they shut that shit stomped down. it down but now we're like that generation but with the internet yeah that's so i you know we're we're all like streamlining way, way or whatever. faster yeah man we're like dude we have the internet now yeah so we can communicate all these ideas and and the internet as much as certain platforms can shut you down and 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 you know like you know you know shadow ban you or whatever we're, we find loopholes communicate the ideas you have the telegram you know chat for example like we find loopholes yeah to communicate these ideas yeah if there's a will there's a way 100 percent. that's <laughs> something terrence mckenna actually talked about a lot was like i just i wish terrence was here to see it because he was like so early on in like he was talking about he's like oh my gosh with the internet we're gonna change the world yep yeah 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 I, it's happening did you ever get big into mckenna um yeah i mean i when i first got into that the medicine world, I was drawn to his lectures and drawn to his messaging. And um, one of his books I read, I forgot the, uh, is it Doors to, no, no, that's Huxley. Uh, I forgot the name of the book. 
Um, but I was, you know, I related totally with everything he was saying. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, it's my brother. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. He's like, he's like the OG. Yeah, yeah. So at least like big homie. Totally. <laughs> I I think we all carry the same forms of consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just in different forms of, you know, carbon-based life forms. I believe that too. Yeah, we're yeah. spirits. You know, I believe that me and you are the same exact thing, but we are in the body exactly. right now, so it's yeah. separate. Yeah, but it's actually one. It's, it's so cool. It's one. Yeah, we come from the same place. Just some of us kind of forgot. Steiner said that a third of the population at around 2020 will be complete zombies. Ooh. And what he meant by that was no soul. Mm. And he said that's just part of the astrology and the cosmology. And that's, you know, that's an interesting perspective, but it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know? And it almost doesn't even feel right to say, but it's, you know? We, we got to be, we got to have reality. And, yeah. and, and look, we're, it's, you know, it's theoretical. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not exact science, right? Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a concept, right? It's a concept. And, uh, you know, you, you just base it on your experience. You know, and I, I feel I, I, I might be harsh to say zombies, but I would say more like their soul might be not fully incarnated and they're 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 caught up in the what he says is the aramonic program, which is the hyper hyper materialism mm -hmm. where there's no idea or concept of a soul mm -hmm. and an energy and a frequency. And what we now know is, you know, quantum mechanics or quantum entanglement. It's just what you see in front of you, that's it. Mm. What you can weigh and measure, that's it. Mm. And that's that super hyper uh, scientific mm -hmm. perspective. Logical. Logic, you know, put a flag on the moon. Black all, and white. Black and white, all that kind of stuff. Uh, where you're we're missing all the, the ether. Mm -hmm. And then on the opposite end of that spec spectrum is the complete you know, release of reality into the egoic complex, which is called the Luciferic complex, mm -hmm. which is, it's just nothing but, you know, illusion. Mm -hmm. And you can see that in some of the spiritual cultures and spiritual movements and some of the hyper, hyper spiritual people right. that are so in the cosmic 5D, uh, kind of lost ground of being in the body. You know, and they, and both of them uh, in their extremes lead you off course, mm -hmm. and the, the Christ was finding balance between those two, yeah. which is between ethereal and material. Dude, I love you talking about this right now. <laughs> like, this is that's been like honestly like one of the biggest themes of my life is like I had this you know period. I, I went down the you know obviously you start doing psychedelics, and the next thing you know you're doing mushrooms three times a week, yeah. and you're and you're. <laughs> Yeah, you're experiencing all this stuff, right? And then, and then you learn about meditation. This is my experience, right? Yeah. Then you learn about breath work, meditation, and you just want to live in that place. And I let go of all my worldly, worldly responsibilities. Like I just dropped it all, and it, and uh, it caught up with me and like kicked me in the ass. But like, it was like this thing I had to like come back into my body. But at the same time, I had to have that experience of being out, so I had a reference point to know like, okay, this isn't it. Like, it's not all. Like, just what I experience in this body isn't my total reality. Right. There's something way bigger. There's another seat to sit in and observe yeah. from. Yeah. But it was painful being lost in that state. 
You got to go through it though. Yeah. Right. So you can feel it. Yep. That's the process. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the medicine. Yeah. That you don't know what darkness is without light. Mm-hmm. You know, and then once you understand the duality of life, you can kind of carve out a middle ground. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think that's, I think that's the key to life. You know, we can't be cleansing 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go into these catabolic states. The body will give out and you'll lose the jing. We also can't be in an anabolic state all the time, mm-hmm. right? And that's the whole thing with diet, nutrition, and wellness, you know. We got to find balance. You can't be 24 hours a day a carnivore. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be 24 hours a day a vegan. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to, it, it all ebbs and flows. Definitely. When we're on the island, you know, we have a farm and on the islands. When I'm there, I'm a frugivore. And I, and I anticipate that I'm going to go there for 30 days and eat nothing but island fruit mm-hmm. and cleanse and take my herbs, you know. But then when I come back here, I know that I want to, I need to rebuild my body and rebuild my jing. And then I'm taking on some anabolic stuff, mm-hmm. right? It's just, this life is seasonal. Yeah. You know, it's, we're just so one dimensional. We lose sight. Yeah. Yeah. We want a rigid plan. Yeah. This is the same way it's going to stay. It's, it's very you know aramonic to be in the rigidity of life, and the aramonic tendencies start to bring you into tightness and contraction. That word aramonic. So aramon is the is an ancient deity devil, essentially Satan from the Persian culture of Zoroastrianism. It was the antithesis, the antichrist of Ahuda Mazda, which was the Christ. This is 4,000 years before Christ. This is the first monotheism faith. Uh, first time there was a good and evil. Steiner, interesting enough, used Ahriman as his depiction of materialism that's coming into the 21st century. Wow. And he actually says Ahriman incarnates into form in the 21st century. And in what fashion? Well, he says in, in human form. And I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I... I think it's some kind of transhumanism AI. Oh, okay. So That's not Joe Biden. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> not, not Joe Biden. AI. Joe Biden's just a puppet. Yeah, Ar- 100%. Armand Ar- is sophisticated, mm. is empowering, is, you know, is... Uh, Elon Musk. Yeah, well, Musk was born in the, twi- in the twi- uh, 20th century, so it can't be him. Oh. Uh, but there's... There's parts of that that, you know, uh, some of the brain stuff and the Neuralink stuff, mm. you know, it's like, what what are we doing here? What do you, yeah, what do you think about that? I don't know. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, the way to put it. It's a trip, yeah. It's not anything that I'd be part of. Hell no. Yeah. I uh, I have to be careful because... We, I have relationships with, with people that have relationships with him. Uh-huh. And uh, so I stay a little bit out of that stuff. But most people that know me close, they know my perspective. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody's doing their own thing, right? Everybody's <laughs> got their own trip. <laughs> we, we just, you know, th- the thing is, is that we're entering such a technological age mm-hmm. and it's technocratic. Technocratic is an interesting word. It's it's how you govern with technology mm. and, and the systems. 
you can see it with everything that's been going on over the last few years. It's getting worse and worse, and it'll continue to get worse. Steiner said that if we don't snap out of that, we're going to go into something called the eighth sphere, which is a complete robotic dystopian world, completely detached from nature, completely detached from our souls and our mission in this life. And I think we're heading there. And um, you do. Yeah. So you, okay. So that's interesting. So you, so obviously there's a, sh- a, sh- a consciousness shift playing out, right? Yeah. You have a lot of people. There's a lot of there's a lot of darkness, but there's also a lot of light. Sure. Right. Of course. The, I mean, the light you see is the light that's in your realm. But when I get into the realistic perspective, and you look at the data, mm. there's more people in servitude right now than ever before. Mm. You know, and what do I mean by servitude? I mean doing things that their soul did not intend for them to be doing. Mm-hmm. They're just in the rigmarole, rigmarole motion of life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly the direction of going outside of everything that is beautiful mm-hmm. and evolving of beautiful intelligence of our connection to our mother. And it's, uh, I see it. So do you yeah. think we're actually going to hit a really dark, way darker than this? Point? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Interesting. I, I, and I'm saying that as a, I'm being pragmatic too. I, something's going to happen. I mean, there, we, we have to get to a point where it's like, oh my God. Um, there's just so many systems that are failing right now. Mm-hmm. Our school systems are failing. Mm-hmm. Our medical systems failing. Our financial systems are failing. You know, those are big, big umbrellas Mm -hmm. and i'm also saying they're supposed to fail yeah you know and so at at the failure is when you're you're at the pinnacle of chaos right and it's through chaos that we find ourselves again i see that too i that's like one of my philosophies is that it all has to crumble before it can be rebuilt yeah right and that's why i i think about that a lot i think about owning land i think about having an off-grid situation i think about that because shit is gonna get i agree with you dude i totally agree it has to crumble before it can be rebuilt yeah but i have a lot of faith in like my generation and, and these people so do i gen z they're gonna i mean killing it right i yeah. mean they're just it's just uh i know you're probably not immersed in that world and like i am yeah are you oh, of course yeah in yeah. what ways i mean i'm just i'm around it i mean yeah i run with a lot of really cool intelligent you know people that are so motivated right now and they are thirsty for knowledge and thirsty for awareness and you know i mentor a lot of athletes and i'm just i'm around so many successful smart minds Mm. and i see what is motivating them and i have confidence Mm. you know that they're going to be doing things that are going to allow us to get to where we need to Mm -hmm. but i also know that we're going to go through a storm. Yeah. You know, it's just part of this whole thing. They, uh, the Vedic said we're in the Kali Yuga, mm-hmm. you know, and so I feel that, you know, that's the age of iron and metal and man and deceit. Um, there's so much deception because of the way the systems are designed. The systems aren't designed for utopic flourishing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's beyond just capitalism. It's, mm-hmm. It's just a 
neglect of the holy you know we've forgotten what we've forgotten you know that's one of my most favorite messages is that we've forgotten what we've forgotten you know and it's a great tiktok too <laughs> yeah that'll be your, the next tiktok yeah one. and that's a that's a deep deep meditation yeah definitely. you know because that can go into so many different areas of life like we forgot like maybe we should learn to grow our own food definitely. like what a concept mm-hmm. you know and why is that so important beyond just eating healthy food mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we've called ourselves the the steward of earth you know we've appointed ourselves at mankind as the ones that are holding this all together well if that's the case we have to properly steward mm-hmm. you know and we're not stewarding no. we're pillaging Definitely. At, ra- at rapid rates mm-hmm. and uh it's it's causing a lot of struggle and um we can see it all over the place mm-hmm. you know i'm not a big global warming guy but i'm a topsoil guy mm-hmm. our topsoil has been completely dilapidated yeah. our hydrological cycle has been all but destroyed they've fracked north america down to nothing mm-hmm. our aquifers are getting poisoned mm-hmm. these are things that you cannot reverse mm-hmm. and um these are just parts of a whole picture mm-hmm. of a world that needs to wake up yeah. you know wake Wake the fake up. Best <laughs> podcast name. Is that the best ever? I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you smoke weed? Um, I dabble with cannabis mm-hmm. with pure intention. Mm-hmm. So I don't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I vape flour and I vape certain oils. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a total ceremony mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Cannabis, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've done all the medicines. Can't, uh, <laughs> no medicine, and I've done some pretty freaking heroic doses, mm-hmm. shamanic doses. You know, I've, I serve medicine. You know, I'm the guy that served medicine to Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've gone into that so deep. But nothing has had me on my knees praying to God for it to stop. And cannabis. Are you serious? I swear. I've paddled L. I've done crazy stuff. But eating cannabis, I I ate two concentrated brownies in Amsterdam. It was like a 40-hour trip. (coughs) And at one point, I was literally on my knees praying for it to end. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. I've been there. Yeah metabolizing THC through the liver is like seven, eight times stronger and it lasts forever. And, um, but no, I, I don't smoke weed. Uh-huh. It's definitely a relationship. I think constant cannabis use rip, rips holes through your bioenergetic field. Let's talk about that. In what <laughs> ways? Well, we are, we have biorhythms. We're electrical being, and we hold a force through our gene energy. If you're constantly smoking cannabis, not only are you creating toxic load in the body, but you're also lowering and diminishing your own, uh, you know, synergy within. Mm. And it's, it's just rippling too much frequency out as opposed to holding it. You know, cannabis explores certain parts of the mind, mm. you know, and if you're always engaging those parts, you're, you're ripping your biorhythm apart. 
and your frequency. And you can see that with habitual cannabis smoker. The, 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 the old adage is true. I mean, it dumbs the senses. It lowers, you know, motivation. It keeps you in contention for the most part. Um, and I'm talking about like habitual smoking. If you're one of those persons that you, know, you smoke a joint before bed every night and something like that, and you have a ritual behind it, more power to you. Mm. But, you know, smoking bong loads all day long and you can't do anything unless you're high. Yeah. That becomes a problem. That's a problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's abusing the medicine too, mm. you know, without intention. Like I smoke tobacco, the tobacco that I grow on the island, mm. you know, that I harvested myself. I only smoke it in ritual and it's a incredible herb for so many reasons. It's been hijacked by the perverted, you know, corporatocracies, but because I have a ritual with it and a practice, it has therapeutic benefits, yeah. you know, and how you do anything is how you do everything. So having the, the wherewithal to create balance in your life with these medicines is key. Yeah. And that goes with anything with, plant medicines and psychedelics it's really your intention and your integration mm. it's not so much about the trip yes that's the key yeah. you know and all these people running to the jungles or running to topanga or wherever to drink ayahuasca is um can be a little bit hectic yeah. you know and it's not jamba juice yeah. these are strong strong entheogenic compounds and they must be revered and and understood. Mm. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And even just like the relationship, like you said, growing the tobacco. Yeah. So I had a cool experience. I lived in Santa Barbara for like four months. Oh, cool. Whereabouts? Where in Santa Barbara? Uh, right in the San Pedro Mountains. So right when you go out of, right when you're like you're you're getting going out into the mountains. Okay. So pat right when you pass Galita, like you go up that road. Um. So not actually not quite to Galita. Okay. So like the state street. Exit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And yep. you just go upstate and then you go up. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Into the, uh, I, th I think it's called the law. Is it lost? Not San. It lost Pedro's national forest. I see. Something I like that. Um, it was right in there. So my, my fiance's mom lives there. Okay, and, cool. Uh, There's the ranch in the middle of the mountains and they had a guy, Ted, I've podcasted with him who grew weed on the property and it was just sunlight Spring water, soil, very simple, Amazing. you know. And for me, getting to have, so from Ohio, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the, the weed you're smoking there, uh, who knows what it even is. Yeah. So to get to have <laughs> that relationship with the medicine changed my whole, you know what I mean? Like I go back to Ohio and people are, you know, and I just, I had the, I can't smoke any of that. Yeah. I won't, I won't touch it. Yeah. It's just like such a different vibration. And I think that comes from the, the relationship, the love put into it. A hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's like, that goes back to biodynamics. I think you might've heard me talk about biodynamics. Yeah, we've posted a couple clips. So are you familiar with biodynamics? Dude, no. Never even me. heard of it or anything? Yeah, no enlightenment. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so everyone knows what organic food is. Mm -hmm. Organic means that there's no pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, larvicides, mm -hmm. glyphosate, any of those chemicals in it. But it doesn't mean that it's been grown with love and intention and the soil has been encouraged and all these things. Biodynamics is like 
organic times a billion mm. in terms of the way that you grow food. So biodynamics was created created by Rudolf Steiner. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole um, orchestra and philosophy on growing food in a small to medium-sized farm where everything is self-contained. Mm. It's a closed-loop system. You're not bringing things from the outside. Everything is flourishing within that closed-loop system. It's how you approach, you know, when to plant the seeds based on the cosmology and the seasons and the waxing and waning of the moon. Mm. It's working with crystals and herbs and energetics and sounds and prayers and the, the cow... The sacred manure is the black gold, and there's a process of burying that manure into the earth in a bullhorn, you know, the season before. And when you pull it out, it becomes humic and fulvic, like black, black gold, nutrient dense. There's a whole thing with the bees. That's biodynamics. And the whole thing with biodynamics is your intention and energy is, go is not only going into the food, but it's reciprocating back into the human. And remember, I told you, like, we hold ourselves as stewards of the land, but mm. we're not even, like, developing those faculties. Mm. And if a child isn't learning these faculties at age five, six, they're not developing faculties growing up and becoming a, an adult properly. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say we've forgotten what we've forgotten. Yeah. We just, you know, we, we call DoorDash and food arrives. Mm -hmm. We have no idea where that food's coming from, yeah. right? But if the child at age three and four has their feet in the earth and is learning all of these ancient practices, mm -hmm. how much more reverence are they having on, on life? Yeah. Right, you with me? And so that's biodynamics. I think biodynamics, more importantly, it's gonna create really healthy food, mm -hmm. but it's also creating healthy minds and bodies and hearts, yeah. right? And that, that speaks to what you're saying with the cannabis, you know, is when things are grown with intention and love, it really reciprocates in a full circle. Definitely. Um, I always say that, you know, 100 years ago before the Industrial Revolution, you know, 95% of the American population had a direct relationship with the food they ate. Mm. Either they grew it or their cousin grew it or their neighbor grew it. Mm -hmm. Today it's less than an eighth of a 1%. Yeah. And what is that? How drastic of a delta has that created in all things life health mind body soul connection to the earth we're in it yeah so you know these conversations i hope whoever's listening right now mm -hmm. gets inspired yeah and the first place that you start you know most people don't know what do i do well you you learn you take a course you know you learn about read a book mm -hmm. you know listen to another podcast right. get interested in these topics mm -hmm. You know, maybe there's a destiny waiting for you. Mm. And there's a reason why you're hearing this today. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> That's powerful stuff. That's awesome. Yes, sir. What is your diet like? Like, so you're not, you're not into an ism. No. You're into real food. Yeah. So, like, what does that look like for you? Well, it's interesting. You caught me on a, I'm, I'm week three right now on a fast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've. I've lost 15 pounds in the last three weeks. Wow. I haven't been eat, really been eating. Dude, it makes sense. Like, looking at you, you kind of have that fasting, like, glow. Yeah. Almost, right? You're just, like, Dude, so I, detoxified. I'm just, I just went for it. Wow. I'm just like, fuck it. I need, I just felt the calling. I'm like, I need to fast. What kind of fast? Well, I'm basically eating through, I'm eating in a window. Um, 
every other day. Mm-hmm. So I go basically 24 hours a day, no food. Mm-hmm. And then 4 to 6 p.m. is my window. Mm-hmm. I'm barely eating. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking bone broth in that window. Um, I'm taking some of our Symbiotica supplements. Um, I'm eating some uh, some greens and herbs from the garden, a little bit of fruit. Um, and then I'll have kind of like uh, some raw goat cheese or something. There's like there's some nutrients in there. Yeah. And that's really about it. Maybe some oysters, mm. actually, just to get mineralized. And I'm drinking shilajit, which is non-caloric. Mm. The shilajit is what's like keeping me going. Gotcha. But I can feel right now like I'm like almost out of body right now. And uh, I'm I'm doing so much too, uh, so much calling on to me right now. So it's getting kind of hectic. I'm ready to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in terms of my diet, you know, I I'm a qualitarian. Mm-hmm. I eat really high quality foods, yeah. um, and I'm 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 blessed to be in a position to be able to eat those quality foods with intention. Um, so I usually have my eating windows. Uh, it really depends on my training schedule. If like I'm training hard or if I'm in the water, in the ocean a lot, if I'm, um, you know, in the gym a lot, um, we're actually building a gym downstairs. Um, I'm eating more. Definitely. If I'm not, I'm not eating more. Right. You know, I kind of go with my life. Yeah. Do you eat meat? I do. Yeah. Yep. What kind of like grass fed steaks? I eat a lot of organ meat. Yep. Same. Yeah. Uh, the organs are you know, where the nutrients are, 100%. you know, I have a connect. Uh, I do grass fed, local grass fed lamb. Yes. Organs. Yep. So lamb heart, lamb kidney, lamb liver is my favorite. That's all. I like it better than the beef. Me too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it feels better karmically too. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. I, so it's your, your, my body processes it a lot better. Yeah, dude. Like when I eat that heart, when that, when it's the lamb, it's just like, just pure. It just feels right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And that's all, you know, that's gene building, blood building, mm. brain building, all that stuff. Um, and there's all, you know, obviously, you know, it's, you got to have an intention with it and, and see the beauty of it. It's a circle of life, Definitely. you know? And, um, so I, I do organ meat once in a while. I'll have a ribeye. Mm. Um, I eat, I'll have raw milk on occasion. Um, I have fruits um, just by itself, mm-hmm. always a little bit before and post workout. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I eat fruit. I'll never. I don't just sit around and eat fruit. It has to be around an anaerobic movement. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, what else? I'm all about hydration and mineralization. Mm-hmm. I think that's a key factor. Uh, I have my supplementation, of course. Um, wild rice here and there. Yeah. And Persian food. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like what? Which is like lamb mm. and basmati rice uh-huh. and stews and yeah. stuff like that. It's just phenomenal. Our diets are really similar. Are they? Yeah. It's it's Mine's literally meat, organ meat, fruit, honey. Yep. I do a lot of honey. I do a lot of honey. Um, you know what's cool is like so where I live in Ohio, it's like it's like illegal to sell raw milk in the store. Most states are fucking weird. But so while I'm out here, I f- I've known about the benefits of it. So we went uh, I got it. I think uh, the 
not lazy acres, but sprouts. It, it was probably Jimbo's. sprouts. Jimbo's. I think it was sprouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, because lazy the lazy acres in San Diego is not nearly as good as the one in Santa Barbara. I don't know if you've ever been to lazy acres. L- lazy acres in San Diego is not the best ever. No, it's not. Yeah. But Santa Barbara is. That's the OG one, right? It's the OG one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is my spot. <laughs> um, but I no. love a good co-op and good grocery store. Oh, dude! I travel the places just to go. It's just something about it, right? You're telling me so I live in a, where I live. Yeah. I live in a small town in Ohio. We drive an hour, twice a week, just to go get papayas. I mean, because it's because I I I don't use that word. I ha- well, I haven't qualitarian, yeah. but I like that because that's what mine is too. It's like for me, it's like that's what I want to spend my money on. Yeah, because I will. I feel it if I don't. Yeah, I can't skimp out on it. Yeah, I have to go all in with it. Yeah, but yeah. So I've been trying the raw goat milk. Amazing. And it feels good. Yeah. It feels really good. Yep. I like it. I, I'm, j- I'm trying to like figure out how I can get this back to Ohio. <laughs> take a cooler with me. Yeah. It's awesome. Sometimes you man. have to take drastic measures. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we do. Because, you know, we have like a, we have a Kroger. Yep. And it's a super Kroger. It's a nice one. They have okay. the Simple Truth organic brand. Okay. Which basically, from what I've heard, there's not too much information on them. They basically take organic foods and repackage them and sell them interesting cheaper which i'm like hey it's cheaper organic food it's cool yeah but we got away from that so now we go to cleveland and you know we buy the we go to because uh heinen's is the only place yeah yeah it's the only place that has organic papayas yeah even like whole foods like you know gmo papayas yeah yeah try to get the mexican papaya yeah that's the only like non-hybridized gmo papaya is the mexican papaya i think those are the ones I get the only organic one. Okay. Um, I think that's, they're from Mexico. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good they're sign. from Mexico. Okay, cool. They're cool. I've been on a huge papaya kick. It's super anti-parasitic, the seeds. Mm. Oh, yeah. you eat the seeds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, so, okay, this is a good, this is a good one because for me, right, my whole, I feel like I've lived a hundred lives in 23 years trying to like, and like there's been so many different diets. I used to be a 250 pound bodybuilder oh, yeah. at 19 years old. Wow. And we both went through that phase. Did you? I was probably 220, 225. Yeah. For like 12, 13 years. Wow. And then I smoked the toad and I realized what the hell am I doing? Well, that's so cool. Mine was like, <laughs> I'm grateful. Mine didn't go on for 13 years. You know, it went on for like four. It went on from, I mean, I started doing gear at age 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So 17 to 21, and then what happened was I was, I started smoking weed before my workouts, and Justin Lovato, I, you guys follow each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homie. yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, we didn't know each other then, but like watching him from afar, he got me into smoking pre-workout, before my workout, like working out high. So I started doing that, and over like six months, that was like eroding my, like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I sticking these needles in my ass? Yeah. And why am I in this dirty gym when I could be, you know, I'm a young father. I had my first daughter when I was 18. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I not, what am I doing? My priorities are all fucked. And then right like around my 21st birthday, I did acid and never touched them again. Amazing. No lie. I woke up the next day and all I did was like half a tab. Yeah. It wasn't a crazy spiritual experience, but I woke up the next day and I never, ever thought about it. Never That's again. amazing. Never thought about. I actually never even went back to the gym. Yeah, and I haven't gone back since. Wow. So yeah, it, that was years ago. So. That's an amazing story. Yeah, it's a cool. I forgot where I was even going. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically I've had all these different phases of diets. Yeah. Right. 
And there was a time where I was completely like plant based, mm-hmm. and um, and that was like recent. And then I just wasn't feeling good. Yeah, really wasn't feeling good. I have a really sensitive digestion yep. system, digestive system, and I could really feel that it just wasn't jiving with me. So I then went full blown carnivore, and that was a f- that was you know five months ago maybe. Okay, I went full blown carnivore because I believe if you're gonna conduct an experiment, you got to do it right. For sure, you know what I mean. If I was still eating some greens. I wouldn't know, oh, is it the honey fucking me up or is it the greens? You yep. know, like I, I need to know, you know, or bread here and there. Yep. You got to go all in. Yep. So I did that and I felt really good, but I, I've found that I, I like a little bit more carbs, definitely. So that's where the papaya comes in. Lots of honey. I've been doing squash, yep. um, things like this, like non-sweet fruits. Yep. Um, but basically like from everything I've like looked into, like I, I, I got this weird relationship with seeds. Mm. I will not touch seeds mm. because I, and we were just talking about carnivore MD, not the liver king. Yep. Yeah, the normal looking guy. Yep. You know, he talks about, and I, I really want to get your take on this. Yeah. He talks about evolutionarily speaking, putting yourself in the position of the plant, which as a being wants to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So why would it want its seeds to be eaten? Mm-hmm. Its roots, right? It's, you know, right? So yeah, sure. And and so that's kind of like been been in my head. And so I've been just scraping for all these papayas I've been eating. I don't eat any of the seeds because I've been I've had like this weird thing. So like, yep. What's your take on the seeds? Well, you you're there. There's accuracy there, but it's missing a lot. Yep. And and let me break that down. So you're not supposed to be sitting there eating seeds all day long. Yeah. Right. All herbs, all plants for that matter, have a toxic effect. Definitely. Okay, but we know hormesis, that which does not kill you makes you stronger. Mm. So there are pot herbs, there are tonic herbs, mm. and there are therapeutic herbs, and then there are toxic herbs. These are different categories. All of them have a micro, micro toxic effect. So for example, if you eat nettles or you take ashwagandha or you take you know, evening primrose or whatever it is, asparagus, that micro, micro toxic effect is what builds resiliency for the body to respond. If you're destroying yourself 24 hours a day with toxic, toxic load, of course. But that's such a left brain looking at it. He's missing the point. The reason why Ayurveda is encouraging you to take curcumin, and ginger it's not saying you don't you take it 24 hours a day you take it to have a immunological response that triggers healing in the body that triggers balance that encourages the body to bolster up to to react to get fierce you with me on that yeah and so of course if i looked at it one dimensionally i would say yeah this has cytotoxins it has whatever it is and we can go down into the depth of each seed and each that of course but that's such an obtuse way of looking at it Mm -hmm. instead of looking at the whole dynamic aspect of it Mm -hmm. and treating it as a medicine Mm -hmm. herbs are medicine if you're sitting around you know stuffing your face with radish 24 hours a day you're going to get overcompensated with sulfur Mm -hmm. so that's not going to do you good if you have one radish every two days you're causing an immune response where that sulfur spikes the body's resiliency. Gotcha. The seeds in a papaya, 
I have two or three seeds once a month, mm. you know, which is gotcha. extremely anti-parasitic. Gotcha. And it kills and destroys things in the body and acts as a medicine. So it's, you know, it's easy to be polarizing and to make big, big, bold statements and shock the world mm -hmm. and gain audiences from it. Right. That's easy to do. Right. You know, look, look at Trump. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's the same thing. So we got to go a little bit deeper. I like that. Yeah. That resonates with me a lot. Yeah. And that's why I, I like to get your perspective on it. I like to get all these different perspectives on it, you know, because obviously everybody's different. We've got to find balance. If you're eating raw liver all day long, you're, you're going to have an iron exposure mm. and <laughs> your body's just not going to be healthy. Mm. If you have, if you treat raw liver as a medicine and you're having a small portion every two days, every three days, this good blood cycle, mm. you're stoked. You think you have to eat it raw? Um, no, I think you could. I, I don't think you want to completely cook it. Right. I just sear it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sear it. It's probably a little bit easier to get down. Or I don't know. I actually think that if you slice raw liver properly mm -hmm. and you spice it up, that's probably the easiest way to get it down. Spice it's, it up in what way? I mean, you add like, you know, some flavoring or whatever, some spices, peppers, gotcha. some salts, a little bit of lemon, whatever. whatever. Well, part of the carnivore diet was like, no seasonings either. Yeah. So I'm talking, I'm at this journey now where I'm like bringing other things in. Yeah. Uh, right. I've conducted an, an experiment. Sure. And now I feel, and I'm saying, for example, like Carnivore MD is talking about how you would never want to eat a potato. It's a root. It's, you know, like, uh, but they sit well with me. Yeah. It works for me. And they ground you. Not every day. They yeah. do ground you. Yeah. Of course. Because they're from the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And the right potatoes. I don't. I wouldn't. I would never eat like a white potato. No. There's no way. It's no. just simple glucose and right. simple monosaccharide starch. Yeah. But when I'm on the islands, I'm. You better believe I'm eating. You know, poi mm. and purple potatoes. Mm. My God, that puts me right where I need to be. And my dude, I get. I get jacked up. It's like. You know, my muscles get engorged yeah. and my energy and balance and blood glucose stabilizes. You're talking about Hawaii, right? In Hawaii, yeah. Dude, I'm really pumped. I'm going there oh, next cool. month in three weeks. Where are you going? For my birthday. Um, the big island. Okay. That's a full-on island, let me bro, tell you. We're staying on an off-grid organic farm. Oh, cool. In the middle of the jungle. Where, where in Big Island, do you know? Pahoa is the Pahoa? closest town. Okay. So then you're up. Okay, so it's cool. It's like the northern tip. That's awesome. I'm so pumped. We're staying 12 days. That's epic. With our four-month-old daughter. She'll that's, be five months old. But that's berserk. Yeah. Bro. I have a lot of friends there. I can link you with some people. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like that to, like, kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. These people are going to be really cool that we're, that we're staying with. Found them on Airbnb. And, dude, this lady's really cool. And, that's and cool. So 12, 12 days. 12 days. That's full on, man. Yeah. Like, you for know? real. Because Big Eye is uh, one of those places where I, when I'm on there, for like three, four days, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to get out of here. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's it's just so much energy. Oh, okay. Yeah, what kind of energy? It's, it's, I mean, it's active, right? It's uh, active volcanoes. Yeah, yeah. You can f it just you feel the ferocity of that place. Mm. Totally different vibe on Kauai. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's uh, that's gonna be good for you guys. Yeah, I'm excited. Soak up that energy and like yeah. utilize it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really pumped because neither of us have been there. Yeah. Barefoot the whole time. Bro, I'm not wearing a shirt. I'm not wearing <laughs> shoes. It's really cool. Like And like where we're staying, it's like a little, it doesn't even have walls. Yeah. Screens. 
It's yeah. a little bungalow, like, that's off the ground. <laughs> really cool. That's epic. Yeah, and we're, like, way tucked off in the jungle. Like, Pahoa, that nearest town's, like, 30 minutes away. Big guys like that. Sucks. It's just there's so much, like, uh, you know, off-grid stuff there. Like, the, yeah. the, there's no there's no part of Hawaiian Islands like Big Island. It's such a huge place. And there's just so much raw land, and yeah. it's crazy. I think it's a good first Hawaii experience. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really that's cool. that's definitely a Hawaiian experience. Yeah, it's gonna be. We're leaving the day after my birthday. And oh, cool. Yeah. When's your birthday? May twenty first. May twenty first. First day cool. of Gemini season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Epic, When's your birthday? Man. I'm December 9th. Okay. Yeah. So what? That would make you a. I'm a by Western astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah, yeah. So is my daughter. Yeah. Okay. Little baby. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was really funny. This is a funny story for you. You'll probably be like, yeah, I'm not shocked. We have this chiropractor in Santa Barbara. Okay. We didn't know he was an astrologer and intuitive. We didn't know this stuff. And we're talking about, he's working on my fiance and we're talking about the baby. And, and um, the baby was supposed to be born January 4th, which would have made her a cap. Uh, yeah. Yep. So Mackenzie goes, do you know anything about Capricorns? And he goes, why? Your baby's going to be a Sagittarius. And we're like, oh, her, her due date is January 4th. He's like, yeah, Sagittarius. So we're going that with that in our mind. And she felt it. She knew that it was going to ha happen. Uh, but then here we go. We're like on the cusp. She was born on December 17th. We're getting there. It has to be like by the 22nd or whatever. And then preeclampsia. Have you ever heard of that? Preeclampsia. I mean, it sounds like something tightening up on the inside. Yeah, it's a condition. It, it I guess wrapped in the, the end by the cord. Or so healthy. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, she was doing everything. Yeah. Everything right to have a natural birth. To have this a. This is the second child. This was her first child. This is the first child. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. And uh, she was doing everything right. I mean, like positioning and her diet and everything. We wanted this natural, beautiful birth. Yeah. And then preeclampsia. She has to go to the hospital. Her her blood pressure is like 190. I mean, it was serious. Stress, it was yeah. serious. She had to have an emergency C-section. Oh, wow. She did not want to do, but we just flowed with it. Yeah. Let it happen. But long story short, Ivy, my little baby, wanted to be uh, Sagittarius. That's powerful, man. Yeah. I'm a C-section baby, Sagittarius. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Which is the whole thing. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. natural versus yeah i wouldn't say versus i would yeah. say more um what you have to like realize through that process of what both with the the mother and the child mm. and the father too there's, yeah. a, there's a tr definitely a triangle there yeah um but i'm glad that she, she's healthy and yeah thank god yeah she's doing yeah. good now she's thriving how old is she's four months the baby yeah oh yeah she's four months and she's i've been showing these guys pictures all week i mean she's so how many kids do you have? Two. Wow. Yeah. That's wild, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird trip, like, this this incarnation, you know? Totally. 23 with two kids, it's weird. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's powerful, man. Have you ever thought about having kids? I have, you know, and uh, it's definitely um, something that I'm thinking about a lot more yeah. lately, you know, um, especially since the transition of my dad. Um it's just one of those things that I, I feel would create. I, I don't want, I don't want to fill a void with something. Right. But I just know through my intuition and having a nephew and niece and some of my best friends, their children, um, that that would 
spark a lot of internal healing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even try to spiritually come up with the words. There aren't any. I don't have the DNA of a father yeah. and uh, you have it. That's right. And so I think that's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't be half the human, of course. half the man I am. I mean, yeah, they're like, they're like your, your torch in the darkness, you know, always, especially like, that's this is something we could unpack like crazy. Obviously. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah, it's um, well done. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It wasn't always easy. I mean, it's been hard, that's, as you can imagine. That's the part of it, though. Right? Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, well, you plummet to the depths of hell, and then you rise up, and then you have a perspective. You're like, oh shit, I'm in a good spot now. <laughs> totally, Fa- Father Phoenix. Father Phoenix. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Father. What, so where does that come from? I just made it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Phoenix. Burns and dissolves and then comes back uh, and just shinier and more strong and with more strength and clarity. I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're an uncle, though. I'm an uncle. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. I know I had a horrible joke with you the other day. But I yeah, texted you, like, yeah. you didn't get it? I didn't get it. I was <laughs> like, wait, wait, what's talking about? It's so hard over text, right, to, like, gauge, totally. like, a vibe. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Give me uncle, like, like. Cut that out of your, your vocabulary. <laughs> Don't say that. What did you say to say good morning instead? Grand rising. Gra- well, you said magic rising in the text. Was that a typo? I said God rising. God rising. I said things. you have to evoke magic through the rise. Mm. It's just I was, bi- I, I was so big on word magic for like 10 years. I mean, okay. I was so careful with all the words that were coming out of me because they're casting spells. Definitely. You know, and we're just running around saying good morning. What are, like what are you mourning? Uh-huh. You know, and it's just such a, it's just a strike to the subconscious. Mm. Most people have no idea what's coming out of their mouth every day, and stuff. yeah, it's powerful. And you know your, your language, your vernacular, it shapes your reality. Yeah. It's so critical to be present to the things that are coming out of you, Definitely. and the offerings you're offering yourself first and everyone around you. Amazing. You know, dude. Speaking of mourning. I really like a lot of your stuff on the circadian rhythm. Yes. Talk a little bit about why that's important and how you can, you know, get your, cause we're so out of whack, yeah. right? With fluorescent lights and cars and shoes and no artificial lights in this house. Um, you know, everything is incandescent bulbs or fire and that's how it's been for the last 15 years of my life. Um, I would say our, our introduction to artificial boxes and the material world is the chaos from within in terms of our health. We can talk about foods and fasting and carnivore and plant and all that stuff, but none of that really means anything if your biological clock is truncated and all over the place and completely spliced up, you know? And so, you know, making sure that you are, as connected to your cosmos as possible is the key to everlasting health Mm. and our relationship with our sun, with our moon, with the soil is the cornerstone of that. Mm. And so for me, there's certain things that I want to be rigid with. There's certain things I don't want to be rigid with, you know, and uh, which allows for more of an artistic expression and, and more fluidity. But rising with the sun, feet planted on the earth, mm-hmm. naked body mm-hmm. is a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. 
And that is a cornerstone of activating all genes when it comes to anti-aging and it comes to immune system and longevity and tapping into your genius, all that. And it's very, very in depth in terms of what sunlight does to the human body and its effect on our overall health. And so I'm just at a awareness of um, really finding my health through all that. Let's take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Just want to hydrate a little bit. For sure, bro. Okay, cool. Hundred yeah, percent. Whatever you want to do. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Great. Yeah, I love this conversation. It's crazy how much you guys are talking about that rain. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we're we're tapping into that, right? Hundred yeah. percent, man. Oh, awesome convo. You have a you have a really like uh, youthful energy. Oh, cool. Through you, it's like, you know, it doesn't seem forty one. Yeah. These mic stands are jammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 